Welcome to WP Contribute, shining the spotlight on the people behind WordPress, people like you. I'm your host, Christina Workman, and now let's meet today's guest. Hello, and thanks for listening to WP Contribute. Today, I have the pleasure of introducing you to Malcolm Peralti. Malcolm is the co-founder of Press Titan, a WordPress services company for small to medium-sized businesses, and he joins me from his home office in Kingston, Ontario, Canada, a fellow Canadian. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about yourself? Uh, Well, my story with WordPress is pretty long. I've been using it since version 0.72, which came out about 17 years ago. Um, I graduated from a uh, computer networking uh, community college program uh, right at the height of the tech crash. And so I was like, okay, well, now what do I do? Because I'm definitely not getting a a job. And uh, anyone that knows Canada or especially Ontario, Nortel was a a pretty big company in Ottawa. Right. And they had basically just sacked a whole bunch of people. And I remember going in and putting my resume down and seeing, you know, they have all these Nortel engineers who have been doing this for years. So I had to find something else to do. And I decided to start writing online and kind of stumbled into WordPress uh, as I, you know, tried to build my own CMS. That was horrible. I don't recommend doing that. And, uh, <laughs> and then, yeah, I fell in love with WordPress and I've been using it ever since. Wow. That is a really long time. You are my, not my, you are the person that I've interviewed who has used WordPress the longest. That's the right way to say that. Awesome. So have you been contributing to WordPress for a long time? So, um, yeah, I, I would say that early on, I, uh, I wrote for Blogging Pro, which was actually on the WordPress news dashboard for a while. Okay. Um, back when it was first sold to Blogging Network, the company I was working for, I got to write stuff with that. I used to co-host the original, original in quotations, <laughs> the original WordPress podcast with Charles Strickland. Wow. Um, way back in the day. And then I co-hosted a bunch of episodes of WordPress Weekly with Jeff Chandler. And I have contributed to some plugins. I developed some themes back like before WordPress 2.0. Uh, I was the support technician for Rocket Genius for Gravity Forms for a couple of years. Um, I've spoken at some uh, WordCamps back like, I don't know, a long time ago now. <laughs> and uh and also some like new media events about WordPress. So oh, okay, yeah, that's neat. What kind of new media events? Um, so there used to be Blog World and New Media Expo in Las Vegas in kind of the mid two thousands, and okay. uh, I was lucky enough to speak on a few different panels there for that. Um, and then uh, there was uh, Northern Voice was out in BC, and I got to speak at, oh. at, at that event as well. So yeah, that's pretty interesting. I don't think I've heard of those. <laughs> I think they're both dead at this point. Yeah. So I'm not too surprised. <laughs> yeah. And then you said you spoke at some WordCamps. Any recent or just all from quite a while ago? Quite a while ago for most of them, yeah. Um, like between 2006 and 2009. Um, yeah, Toronto and I did Ottawa and... Um, a few others. And I, I've attended a lot more than I've spoken at. And I think mm-hmm. a- attending them is much more fun than speaking at them, in my opinion. <laughs> Less prep work involved, right? Less well, and you, you get to really kind of interact with people. I, I find that when you have a presentation on your mind, there's very little else that you can do except like get ready for that moment. Mm-hmm. And then if you're like 
if you're first thing, then that's good because then you've got yeah, the rest sure, of the time to relax. But if you're kind no of in problem. the middle or towards the end, it's just always on your mind, right? Yeah. Absolutely. So you've mentioned a lot of different things there. So you said like you did a th- you've done some themes way back when and some plugins. Mm-hmm. So um, in terms of the teams that sort of exist now, which ones would you say you contribute to currently? Um, I spend a lot of time on the community forums answering questions. I think that's probably my favorite thing, uh, okay. jumping on the support forums. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And um, what was I gonna say? so I guess I'm thinking like with all the things that you mentioned too, is there is there one particular thing you can kind of pick or or think of point to that would be considered your contributor origin story, or is that kind of too oof um, too far back now? <laughs> I think in terms of kind of the the WordPress org community, um, I would have to say that you know working on the podcast with Charles Strickland would probably be pretty high up there. Mm-hmm. Um, like I mentioned, one of the things that I did was work on a lot of WordPress themes back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, two funny things about that. One was I don't really consider myself a designer by any stretch of the imagination. So my themes were all kind of ugly, um, <laughs> but I enjoyed the process of trying to figure out the coding aspect. And there was, there was actually a fair number of users using it. And uh, it was kind of a, a weird selfish thing back then. Um, there's so many more rules about WordPress themes now than there were back then. Back mm-hmm. then it was very wild, wild west. Right. And the reason that a lot of different companies and a lot of different people were releasing themes were not because they were altruistic and, you know, it was like, oh, I, I really love making themes and so I'm going to release these. It was actually like for like search engine stuff, right? You, mm-hmm. you had your link in the footer of all these sites that were using your theme <laughs> and gave you a huge boost, right? And it's horrible to think about now, but at the time it was like the way to get attention was to release these themes. And, um, so I got paid like a fair bit of money to just keep like, you know, chunking these out there for these different companies and for myself to really kind of, um, you know, develop all these different themes for these organizations and for myself. Right. And, um, you know, the funny part is people come back to you and they're like so grateful for what you did. And at the time you're like, no, nah, I was just doing it so that I could have a business and yeah. they, they, they don't necessarily see it that way. Like a funny thing is actually, I just got an email yesterday that someone's using, um, the Phoenix blue theme from like over nine years ago, they still have it on their site, but DreamHost recently contacted them and said, you have to update this because <laughs> like, it's not secure at all, like in, t- in modern web. Yeah. Like, you can't keep using this anymore. You have to get rid of it. And they emailed me and like, what theme do you think I should go with now? And I'm like, uh, you know, use any of the 20 whatevers, right? That WordPress mm-hmm. releases, they're, they're pretty safe themes. They're going to be updated for a while. Um, but yeah, it's, it's funny how these people continue to reach out and, yeah. and have dialogues about, things that you did decades ago. Crazy. Is there any particular theme that you're especially proud of that you had done? No, they're all no. <laughs> compared to compared to the ones today, they're all garbage. Like I, it, it again, it's such a such a different way of doing things now than it was back then. I mean, we're in a transition period again, right? As mm-hmm. as we as we move to kind of this block mentality or these 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 you know, Gutenberg blocks to kind of design sites or even, you know, the advent of page builders, it's different again than, than what it was even just a few short years ago. So yeah. uh, no, I, at the time I was, I was happy to work with some really great designers to build some, you know, really nice and kind of quick and easy themes. But uh, you know, I just, I kind of wish they would all just disappear at this point. Um, <laughs> it, it's kind of embarrassing. It's like looking at like a little kid 
you know, photo of yourself with like your hair sticking up in odd angles, right? Like you don't want anyone to see that photo and yet right. it's out there on the internet for everyone to see. Do they still exist in the repository? No, thank goodness. Okay. No, no. Yeah, they, um, I don't think they were actually ever in the WordPress theme repository. Most of the themes that I developed were actually pre-theme repository. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. I'm post-theme repository in general, so I wouldn't know. <laughs> but once online, always online, right? So wherever yeah. they exist, they still somehow you can you can find them. What about plugins? You mentioned plugins that you've worked on too. Yeah, so Gravity Forms is the biggest one that I worked on. Um, again, I was doing mostly support and documentation, but I was also helping with kind of like bug testing and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, they have amazing developers there, and I know their developer team has grown a lot since I left, but um, my goodness, the, the work that I got to do there was some of my most fulfilling in, in the WordPress world because I was just working with such a great team. Uh, I also am listed, I think, on the WordPress.org site as one of the contributors to a Vimeo plugin. No, not Vimeo, a video-related plugin. Okay. Um, yeah, I was working for 10up, and I was the project manager of the of the team that developed the plugin, and so I got listed in the credits, which, I mean... Yes, I guess, but also that seems kind of weird to me. I'm not, I'm not a developer by, by role in any way, shape, or form these days. But that's the whole thing, right, with contributing. There's so much more than just developing that needs to go into all the different aspects, whether it's the plugins and themes or the core code itself. They still need testers and designers and marketers and support people and all that kind of thing, right? So you're still and that's involved. Only yeah, and that's that's only growing. It's 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 hard because in the early days and kind of middle time of WordPress, it definitely felt very developer centric. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, developers were doing a lot of the um, help guides and tutorials, and you know, most people that were reading them were just like, "I'm just going to go hire someone. I have no idea what you're saying." Right. And so I think we've come a long way from that, which is nice. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. So, what would you say is your proudest contribution? Yeah, uh, some of the more recent stuff that I've been doing has has me really pumped. I've been working on a learning management system for a um, like a for good company called One Million Teachers, okay. and their goal is to teach um, a million teachers in third world countries like Africa and and uh, India and Pakistan because there's a huge shortage of teachers. And originally, the founder Hakim wanted to like set up schools. And then he realized that like educational centers and all these things are great, but they have a shortage of teachers. So if there's no one there to teach these kids, sorry, if there's no one there to teach these kids, then what's going to happen. Right. And so he, he pivoted his idea and I've been working on the LMS system in partnership with Queens university here in Kingston oh, neat. to really kind of, uh, you know, help train these people. So I've been using Lyft or LMS and, you know, we've been using our hosting platform. That's like a layer on DigitalOcean and, it's been really great and I'm learning so much and it's just such a a great cause. So, yeah. And what, what types of teachers like general education teachers or any specialists or mostly just elementary teachers, elementary, Mm -hmm. uh, junior high, things like that. Yeah. Just get them doing, getting some educators there. That's really great. Nice. Um, have you been to WordCamps lately? Uh, no, I go to kind of the local WordPress meetup sometimes, but I haven't been to one lately. Yeah, uh, I keep being tempted to go to them, but I keep traveling for other reasons. Um, 
So I don't know. I I would love to go to like WordCamp Miami sometime, but every time I'm in yeah. Florida, it's not when it happens. Uh, right. And yeah, I don't know. It, yeah. Toronto and Ottawa just don't have the the same kind of community, I guess, in my opinion, as like, you know, Detroit, Chicago, you know, some of those other mm-hmm. U.S. locations. And Toronto really hasn't had, they've been sort of spotty with WordCamps lately, from they what have, I understand. Yeah. Ottawa yeah, is really, years. Ottawa's trying, and I know they're planning again for this year. I want to say it's going to be in July again, if I remember correctly. But I can't remember. Um, but I know that they are planning, if you had interest in trying to make it that way. Um, yeah. What, uh, from the times that you remember going to the Kingston meetups, what are they like? They're a mix. So, I mean, as WordPress has become more popular and more people have been introduced to the software, the like stratification of the, the user base has just kind of expanded over time. It's led by a couple of local developers who are very interested in kind of discussing programming and programming techniques and like, you know, the changes and transformations that are happening in WordPress in terms of the code base and the database structure and schema and all these things. Right. Right. And you'll see like the eyes glaze over of half the people there going, I just want to know how to replace my logo on my web page. Right. Yeah. So it's a, it's a huge gap and a huge divide. And it's because we're such a, you know, we're not a huge community here. Uh, of like WordPress developers, WordPress users. Um, and so it's usually like uh, maybe a dozen or two dozen people mm-hmm. and not necessarily enough to kind of split up into kind of unique groups. And I don't know if any city has really done that yet where they've, you know, they have like the advanced WordPress meetup and the non, you know, non-developer WordPress meetup. But yeah. I almost think that, that should be the case here um, because there is a huge divide between the two audiences and not, not much in the middle. Yeah. I think that's the case in a lot of places. I know we sort of have that, uh, we don't get as many of the developers come out because there are so many people coming out that um, have more how to use questions that that's kind mm-hmm. of been the way that we've gone. And so we don't get as many of the experienced developers coming out for that, but we're trying to do some rather than having it split. Cause again, we don't have as big a, a contingent coming out all the time to split it either, but we're trying to offer some, sort of workshops or extra special events that are geared towards more experienced developers to try to bring them back to our community and, and entice them that way. So it's hard, right? Because a lot of WordPress developers kind of work in isolation, whether they're remote employees, offsite employees, you know, freelancers. So finding those opportunities for collaboration and mentorship can be, can feel quite difficult sometimes. Yeah. Although I know, I mean, I've benefited a million times over. I mean, I wouldn't be where I am today if it weren't for starting off going to the the meetups. But then again, I also wasn't like a super experienced developer when I started going to the meetups. Not that I am now either. So I guess, yeah. But it'd be nice to kind of get some of those people out more in general. And yeah. I agree. Keep trying. Have you been to a contributor day at all? I know if it's been a while since you've done a, a WordCamp, I don't know. Yeah, uh, they weren't a thing back when I did WordCamps initially. Uh, I've attended a couple of WordCamps where they've happened, but, uh, you know, a lot of the times when I have done a WordCamp over the last few years, especially it's been kind of like sponsored by the company I was working for. So Mm -hmm. my schedule was kind of out of my hands, so to speak, in certain ways. Um, So I haven't really had an opportunity to. Uh, When I did WordCamp Toronto in, I want to say like, 
2016, 2015, something like that. Um, I did attend a, a contributor day at that point, and it was it was you know pretty lightweight. I had a couple of other people from Ten Up there, and you know they had some interesting ideas of programming things they wanted to do, and I just kind of you know did flow control over the things that they were contributing more than I was contributing myself. Right. Was it a pretty big contributor day from what you remember? Or? Uh, no, maybe like under three dozen people for sure. Okay. Yeah. That's pretty decent from just from what I'm, what I've seen of what WordCamp Toronto does. They seem the last time I looked, I think they only had a one day camp and maybe don't get, you'd think they would have a much bigger, more active community, but. Yeah, for sure. And especially compared to, you know, you think about, uh, out west where you are, uh, or even further out west, some of those word camps have much larger, longer camps. And like Vancouver is like a Drupal hub more than yeah. a WordPress hub. And yet it has like multi-day camps sometimes. So I don't I don't really understand why Toronto isn't uh, more into that. Yeah. Although I guess, I don't know, maybe sometimes, because I know Montreal doesn't really have a meetup, an active meetup community either. So maybe sometimes with these really big metropolises, in Canada anyways, because it doesn't seem to be an issue down in the States, but they, uh, I guess they're having a hard time connecting with each other. Someone should look into that. What, what yeah. is up with that? What's up with the Canadian mindset that we can't uh, all congregate and just kind of make things happen? I don't know. I don't know. We need to, maybe we're just too polite to ask if something's happening <laughs> or if we can lead something. <laughs> maybe. maybe that's it. <laughs> But this is our challenge, Toronto, Montreal, get some meetups and WordCamps going. And Yeah, I think it would be nice, too, if they went and stole a little bit more kind of from the bar camp model. I don't know if you remember those events, but they were technology events that are a little bit more freeform. Okay. So you didn't necessarily have to, you know, do a whole big presentation and speech and know exactly what room you're going to be in and all this stuff. You, on the day of, they'd have a, a block of time you know, that you could sign up for and say, you know, I would like to have a discussion with other people that are interested in X okay. and you would lead it and, and things would happen relating to that. And I, I kind of wish there was a little bit more of that opportunity at WordCamps going forward where, you know, maybe not, um, you know, a little less rigidity in the schedule, I guess would be what mm. I mean. And a little bit of opportunity for people to kind of congregate based on shared interests rather than having a, you know, a singular person responsible for leading the entire conversation. Right. I think we've had, we had something sort of similar as an aspect a few years ago, I think, at our WordCamp in Calgary, where we had some sort of more free-form time slots where we did some different things, um, like fish bowls and I forget what else. But yeah, nothing where you like sign up or, or do anything like that. Our bar, were bar camps, were those independent or were those supported by the WordCamp Fund, WordPress Foundation as well? No, they were independent and they, they were pre-WordPress. So they were like general like web technology events. So oh, you'd, okay. you'd go there and people would do speeches or like presentations or like little impromptu sessions about like, you know, how to set up a MySQL database, you know, hmm. or, um, you know, everyone would come there and we'd all do like speed tests to compare what the different hosts are doing. And, and the person would like write down all the notes. And, you know, a week later you'd see an article about how, you know, 40 people test their sites and different hosts and here's oh, what we neat. got, right? So, yeah. You're giving me ideas for our meetup now. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard coming up with stuff all the time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's good. Awesome. Um, the deep question of the podcast, why do you contribute? 
Uh, on my LinkedIn profile, I say, you know, at this point, I have to have WordPress in my blood. And, you know, I've, I've had points where I've been immensely frustrated with this piece of software, where I've completely disagreed with the direction that it's going in. And yet I can't help but admit that, you know, it has found ways to lower the barrier for entry and it has found ways to bring more people to the software year over year over year. And that has, you know, sustained my employment for pretty much the entirety of my adult life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I'm extremely grateful of that. And I try to find ways to, you know, involve myself and give back because of that, because I'm grateful for that opportunity um, to support my family and myself. So at this point, it's it's this cyclical relationship that I can't escape from. <laughs> and, and don't really want to, it, I, you know, I don't really want to, but it, it is, we are kind of tied together at this point. Right. <laughs> it's, yeah, a symbiotic relationship. I just learned about, I read about sloths is so off topic, but kind of not. It just made me think of the thing I was, I really like sloths, but only for like superficial reasons right now. And I've been getting all these sloth gifts from my family. And so I was looking up, you know, the differences between two toad and three toad three-toed and all this stuff and I read about how they have this algae in their hair that like new uh, provides nutrition for them and then but also like this whole like bug culture and moths and stuff and that they they live in one tree and they they do their business at the bottom of the one tree and then that helps like the moths lay their eggs in there and then and it's like this whole like ecosystem of the sloth and the tree and the bugs and the just kind of all being stuck together and rotating around each other. And that's kind of what it reminded me of because that's in my head lately when you're like, yeah. And and now 10 years from now, we're going to look back on this and you're going to have your doctorate in something relating to sloths. And we're all going to laugh because (laughs) you just kept on going deeper and deeper and deeper and you couldn't escape it anymore. Yeah. It's the way we get stuck into things, right? Yeah. Maybe I'll make a WordPress blog about slots. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, what was I going to ask? Oh, the podcast that you mentioned before, too, that mm-hmm. from way, way back, I think you said with Jeff Chandler. Tell us a bit more about that. Like, what what was the sort of, not, sounds horrible, I hate sometimes the way that my mind comes up with the words and then I can't think of it. What was the point of your podcast? Um <laughs> Yeah, so the first ones that I did were with uh, Charles Strickland, and it was very much kind of, uh, we played very specific roles. He was, you know, very positive about WordPress, and I was much more critical about WordPress, and we just kind of looked at what was happening in the community. It was much smaller at that point. Okay. And, like, commenting on different people. And then when I was doing WP Tavern with Jeff Chandler, um, he, he needed that. He, he was very early uh, on in WordPress. He was very excited about WordPress. He had hearts in his eyes whenever he thought about Matt Mullenweg. <laughs> and he needed someone to kind of rein him in a little bit and help him kind of look at it a little bit more critically, but also to kind of um, give a differing opinion on the news of the day with WordPress. And uh, yeah, I really enjoyed doing that. And I think, uh, you know, uh, J-Trip uh, has done an amazing job as the co-host. And I'm very hopeful, you know, when... Uh, Jeff Chandler's secret project or quasi secret project comes up soon uh, that he'll revive his podcast series. Um, and I hope to be able to host a few of those episodes at some point if he'll have me. That's nice. Do any of those uh, episodes still 
uh, gosh, my brain is not functioning, exist? Do they still live on like the podcast, like on yeah, iTunes? Yeah, so or? WordPress Weekly definitely does. Uh, and it's still on the um, WU Tavern website as well. Mm-hmm. And the old ones with Charles Strickland, I found a couple of them, but he put them on this old service called TalkShoe, which was like a podcast hosting website back in the day. And when he sold the WordPress podcast rights to uh, Yoast um, uh, of Yoast uh, of, yeah, yeah, Justavalk or Yoastavalk, he like kind of reset that whole thing. And I don't know if much of it exists anymore, um, but I still talk to Charles and I still talk to Jeff and those relationships linger on and it's really nice. I'll have to see, look it up and see if I can find some of the old ones with you on them and listen to those. That would be cool. Um, Awesome. How, what advice would you give for new contributors trying to get into, I don't know, you pick. (laughs) <laughs> usually I say, usually I say for people trying to get involved in whatever, you know, team that you're involved in, but you've been involved in so much. So I don't yeah. want to narrow it down. And I, I think, you know, because it's such a big project now, you can really get involved in a facet that you're interested in, right? If you have a very specific interest in like font kerning, right? Like you can, you yeah. can go as myopic as you want. And there is a group, there are some people that will be interested in your opinions on that. And I think that's, the most powerful part of how big this has grown, right? Any any interest that you have, um, no matter how mundane, there there is reasons for that to be part of this project going forward, and how we can kind of build a better version of WordPress. Um, so if you're if you're good at video, do video. If you're good at audio, do audio. If you you love ripping apart documentation, do that. I think, you know, people don't spend enough time on the support forums. And one of the things for someone like myself, or or the developers that are like, you know, 50 you know, levels ahead of, ahead of me or above me, they forget some of the easier things that people still have issues with. And they forget mm-hmm. how to answer those questions because they never even run into that anymore. They don't even think of it. It's not top of mind. And so even if you're new to WordPress, you might already have the solution to some other person's problem that, you know, someone like me or someone with more experience might not even necessarily think of anymore. That's a really good perspective to put out there that people don't think about enough. I think you're right. As the more we get, you know, we sort of focus on the areas that that we mostly deal with. And so anything that's come before that not only isn't top of mind, but because things change so much, the way that we maybe would have answered the question might be wrong now too because the interface has changed or, or whatever have you. So, yeah, that's a great point. Um, is there anything else about contributing that we haven't touched on yet that you want to talk about? I think another thing that people don't do enough in WordPress, and I think this is a a type of contribution that's not valued enough, is feedback and reviews. Mm -hmm. I know so many plugin and theme developers that would just have the best day ever if you took a moment and just let them know what you thought of their product. You know, you, you downloaded a free plugin or a paid plugin or free theme or what have you. Take a moment and let them know what you thought. Yeah, that's really important. Absolutely. I would... I would definitely be one of those people. I'm the kind of person, any kind of extra little, especially unexpected, right? Mm-hmm. Kind words or knowing that that what you set out to achieve actually helps somebody. And even sometimes even better if it helped them in a way that you weren't even expecting, right? 
can also be really great for sure to know. That's great advice. Awesome. Okay. Let's see here. We seem to have gone through questions quickly, but so well too. Um, so we're at my favorite, favorite question with Wapu. So if you had to pick a Wapu and a, if you've been listening, you know that I don't think anybody yet has just picked one. So feel free to pick a couple. <laughs> if you had to pick a Wapu as your favorite, who would it be? All right. So recently we actually had one designed for Press Titan. Um, okay. Thanks to Terrence Dale for that. Uh, it's just like a, a Wapu hugging a computer, right? Uh, and I like that one. But my, my absolute favorite is the Gravity Forms astronaut, uh, the moon Wapu that they have. Right. Um, it's it's my absolute favorite, and I don't know if anything's ever going to replace that. <laughs> Can you describe it a bit more for us? So it is a Wapu in like a full NASA uniform with like a you know respirator backpack hugging the moon in front of him. Yeah. And it just looks so cute. I, I love that one. Cool. I will definitely. Is the um is the Press Titan one available somewhere for me to grab or? I'll have to double check. I've up? submitted it to some of those like Wapu like libraries or gardens or right. zoos or whatever you want to call them. Sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. I will have to find those and add them to the page because I love showing off all the wapus. Soon eventually I'll be the I'll be the the most comprehensive archival system for Wapu because I'll get <laughs> all the ones that everybody's mentioned. At least all the favorites. Yeah. No, they're all great. They're all great. If you have one that we haven't mentioned before and doesn't get mentioned, I'm sure I've seen it at some point, I hope, and I love it. They're all fantastic. What a great addition to the community. It's such a, you know, it's a cute graphical representation. And, and, uh, you know, your previous interview that you had with uh, Ali, you know, the discussion Mm -hmm. that she had over, you know, the the person in like the Wapu costume or whatever, the stuffed Wapus and stuff like that, like just... It's just, it makes my, my heart, you know, grow three sizes or whatever about this community because we, we need more positivity like that. And they're so great. We do. And I love, and I love, I love the whole idea of the collectibles with the pins, right? I mean, if mm-hmm. I could have a million stuffy Wapoos, I would have those too. I have a couple of them, <laughs> but at least being able to have something collectible so that we could have all the Wapoos and I love Wapoos. Super so smart. thank you to the first person who ever created Wapoo. And of course their name is not in on the tip of my tongue at all. Um, But I do know it was in Japan. Mm -hmm. Um, Thank you to that person who probably had no clue what they were about (laughs) to start worldwide. so true. Yeah. Right. Talk about a contribution. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Well, how can people find you online if they have questions or want to touch base or... Um, so I have my personal blog at Peralti.com, which is my last name. Good luck spelling it. Uh, I have a Twitter handle, which is at FindPurpose. And, uh, of course, you can feel free to contact me through uh, the company website, PressTitan.com. Okay. And since we have a little bit of extra time, I think, do you want to tell us a little bit more about Press Titan? Sure. Um, so, you know, one of the things that... I think people have found very difficult going forward is that a lot of the managed WordPress hosts, you know, they, they manage the hosting environment and maybe they'll do some WordPress upgrades, but they don't necessarily hold the hand of the user to be able to do anything with these sites. And as much as we've lowered the barrier to entry for WordPress, a lot of the like small businesses, especially that I've run into, 
you know, they end up either spending too much money having a developer do some very basic things or they just kind of leave it stock and hope it's good enough. And so I, I saw a little gap there and I was talking to a long-term friend of mine and we said, you know, let's, let's make a go of this. Let's try to help these people and hold their hand and give them that, you know, that premium service where they can always just contact us to do anything, right? If they want their logo changed out on their theme, we'll do that. Right. And that's not something necessarily that, uh, you know, a lot of the other people in the space are doing yet. And, and, you know, we're getting there. You'll see more and more of that as this becomes a competitive niche. And mm-hmm. I think that's a great thing. Yeah, that's really great. Thanks. Thanks for talking about that. And thanks for joining me tonight. This has been thanks for having me. fantastic. And I, I hope that you continue to use WordPress and contribute for another, what did we say, 17 years? Is that how long yeah. it's like yeah something like that let's hope it's around for another 17 years and and going strong and yes perfect thanks so much thank you i hope you enjoyed this episode of wp contribute be sure to subscribe in your favorite podcast app so you don't miss an episode for more information on how you can start contributing and show credits visit wp-contribute.com slash info Until next time, happy contributing.